Hey, this is Adam McKay. And this is Will Farrell. Thanks for downloading this podcast on podcastone.com. You didn't have to do it, and we appreciate it. We appreciate your time and your consideration. You're busy. you got better things to do. And please go see Anchorman 2. That's, that's the other thing we wanted to tell you. We wanted to say that so you go see it. You know what? You don't have to, though, honestly. You already downloaded this. That's probably enough. That's probably enough. <laughs> but if you get some more energy, if you feel like doing an additional thing, go see Anchorman 2. No pressure. Totally up to you. Anchorman 2 is in theaters Friday, December 20th. Podcast1.com is available right now. Ah, classic love line. Going way back to March 12th. 1996, Love and Rockets were the guests. We take calls from a stripper, and we talk to a kid who's doing a school report about Loveline. So that's going to be fun. I'll tell you what's more fun. Stamps.com. The holidays are almost here. You don't have time for the post office. You say fat to that. Post office is going to be packed with everyone mailing their gifts. You don't have time for that. Use Stamps.com instead. You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your own computer and your own printer. Easy and convenient. We got a special offer. Use the promo code CLL for a no risk trial. 110 buck bonus offer, including a digital scale and 55 bucks free postage. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in CLL. Get it? Classic love line. That's stamps.com. Promo code CLL. Another episode of Loveline continues. 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He's... I'm me. I'm Dr. Drew. <laughs> he is Thank a board-certified physician. I thought you were supposed to cut me off more. Let me talk less. An addiction medicine specialist. Yeah, Drew, you're, you're bringing down the show, man. We have the guys from Love and Rockets coming in here tonight. They're already in here. We're going to bring them in after the first break, talk to them, find out what the hell has been going on with them. They've been uh, out of touch for a little while, working on other things, but they're coming back stronger than ever. Drew, hmm. you got anything you want to discuss or you want to go for the phones? I want to go for the phones. All right. That's what made the show famous. Billy. Billy. Yes. You're on Loveline. All right. I just want to say first thing, you guys are geniuses. You all say some of the wittiest things. You all need to, like, put out a book or a tape or something. Well, that's fascinating. We say, like, uh, should we put it on 8-track? Hey, whatever works. Oh, okay. All right, Bill. Um, Thank you. Second thing is, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, you all... Oh. No, 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 no. You all couldn't be more right. You, anybody that's worth anything from Kentucky needs to get the hell out of here. Now... I didn't mean you, you have to understand that when you're when you're doing comedy you need a, a few like geographical references and you just throw them out and after a while you don't even think about it. But it's true. But it's true, am I right? It's true. It's when, true. Billy, when are you getting out of there? <laughs> ASAP. I'm getting ready to go to college in the fall. Where are you going? Well, 
I'm going to Campbellsville, which is still in state, but that's just till I get my degree. You're moving on to the bustling metropolis that is Campbellsville? <laughs> but, and by the way, here's my rule of thumb. I don't go anywhere that that's followed with a ville. Okay. I don't care. Otisville, Johnnyville, Campbellville, I don't care what it is. If there's a ville, unless it's called, like, Boobville, <laughs> Boobville I would consider visiting. Well, I'd like to go to Chicago. All right. See, no Ville there. Right. <laughs> Drew, Drew's with us again. Drew did a uh, take duck my horse and back cover in. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Billy, so what's your question? Well, um, this is open for either one of y'all. Either one of you can answer it. Yeah. Um, I'm having a problem with uh, my ex-girlfriend. Uh, we've known each other for three years. We've been dating for almost 17. She, 17 years? No, 17 months. 17 sorry. months. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's 17 years old, almost 18. I'm 21, getting ready to turn 22. About two weeks ago, she broke up with me and said she needed to sow her wild oats mm. and go out and be free. And Isn't that what the guys say normally? Yeah, that's, that's no, yeah, normally that's what I thought. She really said she wanted to go sow her wild oats. That's exactly what she but, said. But in Kentucky, that could actually mean literally sowing some oats somehow. Could be, but I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, to make a long story short, I went out that weekend. I met some people. I had a good time. Two days later, she called me back. Mm. She wants me back. She's unhappy. Well, this is the really the tables are turned, isn't it? Isn't it usually the male story? Usually the guy says, I want to go out and sow my wild oats. The he girl's... sits in his apartment uh, knee-deep in beer and masturbates for three days watching pornography and then calls her back and she begging has, for so forgiveness. she has dates along the and way. she has dates. Exactly. Uh, this is a, a slight turn of the table. But it's the same. It's the same issue, really. I mean, right. Is the relationship over Billy or isn't it? Well, a part of me... Resents her for doing this. I mean, really bad, almost to the point. But before where, before she's said anything about you breaking up. You know? Well, before that, it was a great relationship. We got along great. I mean, uh, Billy, sex, sex wasn't a big issue, but we got along great. Right now, did she go out and have sex? No, no, she and you didn't do anything, and you went out and had a swing in time. Well, so where's the harm? Look, and Billy, you're going away to school. You know, it sounds well, like this relationship is sort she of... she made a good point. She said she needed to go out and be free and be her own person. And I found out that when I went out and I went to a bar and I met two girls and I went out last weekend to some friends at a college and went to a sorority party and met some girls. And I've, I've been out having fun. So you're going to be fine. All right. You're going to be fine. Then forget it, Billy. Billy, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What's your full name? I mean, not your last name, but do you have a middle name? Billy Bob, Billy Joe, Billy Roy? William Andrew. Oh, no, that's no good. Billy Billy Andy? Pretty much. No, that don't, that don't work at all. All right, Billy. Billy. The relationship's over, Billy. Get on with your life. It sounds like you're quite capable of that. And uh, get, get off to school. Get on with things. Maybe there'll be a future for you guys down the road, but not right now, right? All right. All right. I like that accent. Yeah, it's kind of nice endearing. Guy. Nice guy. Doesn't get you far, but uh, you know, you don't even. Do you, could you even point at Kentucky on a map? I could if it, I'd point at the one that said Kentucky. Yeah, right. You mean if it didn't say anything? Right. Oh hell, I couldn't find the United States on the United States map. Are you kidding? I I I, I was so deprived of education. I never even had uh, geology. 
<laughs> I think it'd be geography. Cheryl. Hi. Hey. How are you? What's Good. going on there? Ah, uh, I need help. What's you're, up? you're trapped in a trash can, aren't you? <clears throat> hmm, possibly. Cheryl, what, what's the deal? I've been dating a guy for about close to two years now. Uh, he's going to have a good job. He's going to um, be a pharmacist researcher. I want to marry this man. He hasn't asked me yet. I'm 32. How long have you been dating him? Uh, close to two years. Two now. years. And, and how old is he? 30. <clears throat> and is he in, in the marrying way? Excuse me? Is he inclined to be married right now? Uh, well, he says he wants to marry later on. And, and th- I'm going to make a generalization about men that I, that I think has been substantiated out there, and that is that men oftentimes are more, it's more an issue of where they are in their life than who they're with as to when they marry. You know what I'm saying? If, oh, if, yeah. If, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So what yeah. should I do? Because I, um, I'm ready. I want, to, I want him in my life. He tells me he loves me. He doesn't, show, he doesn't say it. He says he shows it. Hmm. By helping me whenever I need help. Yeah, but jumping your car is is not love. I mean, he won't say it. You've been with him for two years. And he won't tell me he loves me. He'll do anything. Is he he just one of these people that is incapable of expressing that feeling? You've got it. Yeah, so it's not whether or not it's not you, it's not the relationship. He just just is terribly uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. No, no, he's uncomfortable. Should I stay or should I go? All right. You want me to? Cheryl. Yes. I, I'm there. I'm with you. You want me to talk to him? I'm at work. He's at home. I'll straighten his ass right out. What's his number? <laughs> Eric Hoffman. Oh, Whoa, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked that. Is he at home? <laughs> He's at home. Is he up? He's at home off work. I work nights. He works days. Fantastic. All right. We're going to put you on hold. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to where, you. Where are you, Cheryl? What are you doing right now, Cheryl? I'm working. I work at a group home for the handicapped. During the night while they're sleeping, I take care of the house and co- huh. cook clean for them. Okay. Hold on, all right? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm going to talk some sense to him. What's his name? Well, I don't know if he's home or not. We'll, but we'll try to get him. We'll try to get him. What's Paul? his name? Paul? Yes. All right. We'll straighten Paul out. We're going to put you on hold. I hope he just doesn't get mad at me. Not, not with Adam at the helm. Believe yeah. me, we'll settle it one way or the other. Either you get married tonight or you move in with the with the old folks. <laughs> you know, right. after after the uh, the bowling alley experience last night, I just I just I, I was I walked out of here the studio last night with actually the scent of this, imagining the smell of what that place was like. She, what was her name? She was uh, I I can't recall, but uh, she, yeah, she was dating a pin setter, and I think Cheryl. I think Cheryl was washing bedpans well, as we spoke. Yeah, to her. exactly. I just, just the. I, I, I'm really interested in where people are when they're calling us. Really, I, that last, that, that call last night was so vivid. Really, I mean. coming home smelling of urine. Kenny. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, you're on Loveline. Hey, I will. For one, I gotta say my name's John. Okay, it's not Kenny. I sort of felt uncomfortable doing this. Uh, so your real name's John. Yeah, my name is John. Okay, <laughs> I gotta fess up. My real name's Larry. Oh, I've heard some things about your name. Kenny, what's going on? John. John. What's up? Um, yeah, well, first thing, I got a question to ask you guys. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think that this radio show has an impact, like, on, like, society and, like, as a whole? We hope. Positive. Like. Why? Like, oh, I don't know. I was doing a report, and I just, like, wanted to ask you guys so I could, like, use this information, you know, <laughs> to, like, quote you guys. What about Abe Lincoln? Why don't you just do one on him? 
because you guys are cooler than Abe Lincoln. Come on now. Oh, all right. And more attractive, I might add. Uh, well, you know, for, for those who listen, obviously, yeah, and who listen with both ears, hopefully they're they're picking up something. I mean, here's the deal: you you can learn about the consequences of your peers' actions. I yeah. mean, you hear people doing things and having bad things happen to them, and I'm trying to help you understand why it happens, what the context in which these things happen, and how you can change your own life or behavior so you don't get involved in these kinds of situations. Some of the people, you know, I mean, get involved in this. I mean, although we talk about pretty explicit stuff, I, I both of us are actually espousing pretty conservative values. I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. I am. Yes. Round up all minorities. Are you talking about that one? No, no, oh, no, that's no, off no, the air. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, John. Except for the Boobville yeah. uh, uh, illusion. <laughs> John, you have a question? <laughs> I'm moving to Boobville. <laughs> you coming with me? Uh, sure, yeah. You know, I, I, I'd probably enjoy it there. No. John? Yeah. You have a question? I, I don't mean politically conservative. I mean behaviorally All right. Get over it, Drew. John, what's your love line question? He's gone. All right. Well, I guess that was it. <sighs> well, <laughs> we're off to a flying start. Oh, we have... Uh, finish with Cheryl? Uh, yeah, okay. We'll get back to uh, Cheryl. Cheryl. Hi. He's not home. He's probably at the lab. He's, See, is that what he's I calling it? I don't know it? where the hell he is. Is that what that gay bar's called? <clears throat> I don't know. He I, says he's either at the lab or the library. He's a workaholic. I think he's out boozing and carousing. Do you really think so? I have no idea, Cheryl. I don't know. Cheryl. That's frustrating. Cheryl, listen. You'll never get him to marry you if you whine at him. Well, what do I do? I'm in a box and I can't get out. Yes, you can because there's no bottom on the box. You just have to stand up. So I got to stand up and maybe say goodbye and find somebody else. But my other problem is I'm kind of heavy, and not too many pen, not too many guys accept me for me for my weight. Let me tell you, you're right about that. But the few <laughs> that do dig you double, baby. You know what I mean? There's like not that many guys dig heavy chicks. It could be ninety percent. It could be ninety-five percent of guys. But those five percent, man, they'll be on you like piranha. Am I right? I guess. I, I, I don't know. I never look at other men except for him. They're out there. And you know what? It's always the skinniest guy. You know, people think fat people should pair up, but it never works that way. I fat people aren't that into fat people. They're fat. There's enough of them. We don't need to see it. They know what fat looks like. It's always the real skinny guys with no ass that are in the big women. <laughs> it, it, how's your boyfriend? He's skinny. He's from um, Indonesia. He's Indonesian guy. Oh, yeah. Love the big women. It's it's a sign of prosperity in Indonesia. Oh. Not a lot of big broads in Indonesia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm hippie. That's where my weight is. You're hippie. That's fine. You get yourself a spindly guy with no ass. <laughs> he will love you. <laughs> Cheryl? Yeah. If this guy can't say he love you, loves you after two years, I think it's time to move on. Could be a cultural thing. Yeah, oh, an Indonesian thing. Hmm. We don't know. Don't judge. I don't know. Yeah, something in the curry. Listen, Cheryl, give him an ultimatum. Okay. Tell him it is time for him to commit or or, or move back to his native Indonesia. Or give at least a, a time like, frame. Get this. He only likes American women. Then he has to act like an American man <laughs> and say he loves you even if he doesn't mean it. Good night. <laughs> Was I right about the fat women and the uh, spindly guys, Drew? 
Opposites do tend to go together. All right. Look at you. You're like you're the, you're, you're you're such a diplomat. All right. What call you want? Oh, I'm trying to get on three here, but uh, Sherry, put that three on hold. All right. Uh, Maya. Hello. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Okay. It's a question about um, my boyfriend. We were living together for a couple of years, and um, he started drinking a lot. And so we broke up, and then we started dating again, and he was, you know, pretty good. He would drink, you know, once in a while around me, but nothing too heavy. And then I started hearing stories from my friends that he was drinking more again. How old is he? Um, He is 22. Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you mean more again? Well, he was drinking when we were together, and that's kind of why we broke up. All right, so what what do you want us to do? Well, my question is, um, is there anything I can do? You know, I talked to him, and I tried to get him to admit that maybe he has a problem. Here's what you can do. You can confront him like you've done. Right. You can make him understand how it affects you. He might hear that. Right. You can give him an ultimatum that either he needs to do something, and namely that would have to be AA or it's going to continue, or you are no longer going to be a part of his life. That's pretty much what I did. I and gave you, him an and you can go to Al-Anon, which is what you should do. Right. All right. Yeah, actually, that's, I've been thinking about that. That's about all you can do. You go to Al-Anon, you'll get a lot of support. You hear a lot of stories like this. You get some ideas about how you should behave. You get a, how to lot, cope. And you get, yeah, you get a lot of people who've been through this sort of thing. Right. And you, and, well, you'll meet people who've been through similar kinds of situations. And right. The, you'll and figure that's it out. Really, really about it. That's yeah, about and he it. needs the consequences, like Droy said. Yeah, like you've got to bring the consequences to bear because without the consequences, they're going to keep using. If right. you want, you can sort of rally the people that are important in his life. Is you know, if he's at school, the people at school, or his right. employers his and his family, this sort of thing, and you can the sort guys of at the brewery. You, again, you can you can mount the losses and the pressure by by bringing the people around him to bear. Right. But uh, you know, so you you're, he's not. My, the deal is, he's not your husband. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't. Right. You, you don't. You don't need this kind of thing in your life necessarily. If you do, you really need to go to Al-Anon, right? Maya, mm-hmm. this is the first alcoholic guy you've dated? <laughs> yes. Oh, first, yeah. first, first in her life other it's than your father. father. My father, father. Was, there you go. All right. He wasn't an alcoholic, but All right. he was very abusive. All right. But Maya, listen. Yes. Listen to me. Listen to the truth. Yes. If you dump this guy, yes. you're going to move on to a teamster. Who drives a Budweiser truck? Do you understand that? And that, the speed on the weekend. That is, that is going to be the pathology, as Drew says. So right. if you do dump this guy, for Christ's sake, don't hook up. I want you to give a guy a breathalyzer on every date. Right. All right. Okay, that makes sense. All righty. See, we are healing the world, Drew. <laughs> Tonight we are. Andy. Yes. Um, first of all, I want to tell you guys that you have an excellent show. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are, are extremely good. I'm in Chicago, and I guess you just came to this market, and I really enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Um, I, I haven't heard a lot about, I haven't heard a lot of people call who are recovering, and I have eight years of recovery behind me. Congratulations. Thank you. And marijuana was my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to hear you talk about marijuana because a lot of people don't feel doesn't it make you doesn't it make you mad when you hear pe- people politicizing pot and and making 
you know what that drug did to you. You know it. I see it. I see what it does to people every day. And to have to hear people get up and say that it just doesn't happen is just horrible. Let me say this, though, Drew, about politicizing marijuana. A lot of it is a backlash over people going over the top I with it in that. the first place. Yeah, but that it's was a bunch of stuffy yeah, but, but, Republicans but no, going hey, hey, first hey, hey, marijuana, hey. then alcohol, then heroin, Here's the deal. then prison. Here, and so things. we go wait, all wait, the wait. way around. Wait, wait. That, that was 30 years ago, okay? It still it's, goes it's, on. No, it's 30. It, well, the fact is, if you if you look at people that do harder drugs, 100% start with marijuana. 100% start with tobacco. Well, it's For accessible. If people, if people can cannot abuse it, then then that's fine with any drug. But right. there are people out there that don't. Are that's right. Able. You're just biologically inclined to have a certain experience with that drug that it just you know it triggers things, and you got you go. Consequences is my family did an intervention on me. Good. Really? Yeah. yeah. A pot intervention. It, it was unbelievable. My brother, who is has a and he, his his heart is a rock. He broke down and started to cry. Do you have other recovering people in your family? Actually, no. Other. We, we tried to trace back to see if there was any alcoholism in our family. It's got my to be there. Great, great, great grandfather. We thought uh, might be an alcoholic. Uh, <laughs> not uh, not many marijuana interventions, I would imagine. Uh, you'd be surprised. Oh no, I wouldn't. There's not that many. Not that I, many. I, I agree. Not I that fortunate. many. And the consequences were that my family felt that number one, that I was a bum, which I was. Luckily, I had an apartment, and 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 some of them thought that I was going to die. Yeah. So, so and what happened? You came home, and they were in the living room with the bag packed and everything. My parents finally became aware that I had a problem. They were kind of in denial, if you want to say that. And um, my girlfriend, they finally started talking to my girlfriend, who I lived with. My girlfriend explained to them that I really had a problem. So, they performed the intervention. But Adam wants to know what it's like to be the the, the focus of an intervention. Were, were you stoned when they sprang it on you? Yeah, I think I was. We just sit in the. <laughs> I almost didn't you... let him in the apartment. Oh, that's a downer. It, it's <laughs> that's an, gonna, an intervention. That's ruin your high, by the way. Intervention is an ambush. I mean, it needs well, to be I, I did cancel the plane flight because I went out to Arizona for for treatment. You go to Sierra Tucson. Yeah, um, it's a good program. It's a good, uh, not a good program. Let me tell you, when you're stoned, just mom or dad calling is a bummer. Well, I would just hang up on them. Them being in your living room with a bag packed and your neighbors and your gym coach and everyone standing around uh, reading a script has got to be horrible. It w they, they didn't do that. There was someone running the intervention who was a professional. And um, it, it, it was the worst moment in my life, but it turned out to be the best moment as well. All right. So you're, you're, you're eight years sober, but you still haven't found a job. Am I right? Actually, I have a good job. I sell real estate. And today I have a life. Not that it's any easier, but today I have a life. Good. I'm very lucky. And it'd be great to hear more people talk about their stories. Well, we get a lot of marijuana calls, but... Uh, just just to just punctuate what you said, some people have concerns about the anonymity issues, and so they hold back. So if you don't hear much of that, that's part of the reason. Yeah. Blame it on anonymity. Well, when we come back... Tradition. We're going to have the guys from Love and Rockets, and we will be back. <laughs> Call Love Line. 1 800 Love 191. Love Line will be right back. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. Great podcast, right? As always. As always. There's a little uh, fireside reading by. by 
Mike Catherwood. Little Astorpiece Theater. There you go. Talk about a lot of good stuff. Testicle mascots. Which was shocking. Russian bear badass man. Which was ridiculous. Plus, Davey and Hunter from AFI, right here on the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast, only at Podcast One. This is an important announcement for anyone with a student loan who is having trouble making their monthly payments. If that's you, pay attention, because there's a special toll-free hotline that has been set up especially for you. So grab a pen and take this number down, or put it in your cell phone, 1-800-652-3707. That's 1-800-652-3707. When you call the National Student Loan Relief Hotline, you will get free information. That's free information to help you relieve the overwhelming financial burden of an ongoing endless student loan. If you are behind, late on payments, or even in default of your student loan, the National Student Loan Relief Hotline can help you. You may also be able to cut your payments in half right away. The National Student Loan Relief Hotline can also stop the harassing phone calls, wage garnishments, and even remove tax liens. The National Student Loan Relief Partner Companies have helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loan problem. Call 1-800-652-3707 for free information today. That's 1-800-652-3707. Hi, this is the cast of Partners. I'm John Cryer. Dave Donovan. And I'm Maria Patillo. You're listening to Love Line. Adam Carolla. And Dr. Drew. Really cool. Oh, Jesus, how did we get through that one, Mike? Let me get the phone number out, 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. We're here (laughs) with Daniel Ash, Kevin Haskins. And David J. from Love and Rockets. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. Boys, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Can I just take this opportunity to say hello to... Me, Mum. Yes, go ahead. Jimmy Iries, uh, who helped get me here through... Um, $50. He's, he works with the AAA, AAA. AAA? Yeah, that's the one. He came out and jump-started your Volkswagen, and we it's have just to the dedicate AA. 10 minutes of the show to him? Yeah. That's it. Adam, can you help this guy? You know something about cars, don't you? Yeah. He, he, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, da- uh, sorry, Kevin, by the way, who had a little problem with his Volkswagen thing. Now, people don't know what a Volkswagen thing is. It's basically like a Volkswagen bug with no roof and no doors. The Volkswagen no thing, engine. if you ever see any of that... No oil. No, it's the pre- ever, sort of pre-Humvee. Yeah, if you ever go back and look at any of that World War II footage, right. it's basically the car Hitler was carted <laughs> around in. That is what a Volkswagen thing is. That's what Kevin's got. You still got the swastika on the hood, don't you? No, I'm not into that. Sort of thing. It's an air-cooled <laughs> engine. It doesn't need water. I mean, it's a Volkswagen air-cooled type engine. Yeah. The only thing he had to suss out was putting oil in it. Yeah, there's one thing. There's just (laughs) only one way to screw that car up is not put oil in it. Oil. (laughs) And uh, Brainiac Kevin over here. No oil. A long time. A long time. But but you guys are in a rock band. You don't have to worry with that nonsense. He screwed a car. One of my... I had a van in England, and he borrowed it for a week, and it came back, and, like, it started making these clacking sounds, and the guy says, somebody's been thrashing this, and they haven't put any oil in it. (laughs) And then there was another car he had. He had an old 
2002 that I had to sell for him when he cleared off over Oh, 2002 here. BMW? Yeah, you know, yeah that's a nice a really car. nice car. That was and, Mussolini's uh, car. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and then he says, oh, Dan, could you sell me car for me, please, because I'm living in Los Angeles now. So he left me in Northampton to sell it. In you know, that, that clacking. Like, you know, it's like a ch- the first thing I checked was the spark plugs and the oil. No oil. What is the clacking? No oil. One of the piston clacking? rods no, going no, through no. the side of the... Maybe now he's going to remember. No, the clacking is, is when the oil pressure's oil low, it doesn't work the push rod, so that's valve. That's valve noise. Valve clicking. Yeah, let me just give a quick automotive message. <laughs> Lord knows where this show's going, but I'm saying when that oil light, when that dummy light comes on in your car... Yeah, we ain't got one of those. Yeah, he's too it's, dumb to even have the dummy that. light. It's before that. you got to put oil in. they were in there, you see. Yeah, the like dash. four quarts low when that light comes on. That doesn't <laughs> mean, oh, oh you're, you're weak as a uh, tablespoonful. It doesn't have a light. No light. All right, let's, let's it's not. It's a pre-light model. This, this isn't the, the click and clack, the Tappet Brothers in the automotive show. He's got one of those, the ones with the candles instead of headlights. <laughs> back a Horse-drawn Volkswagen. All right, let's talk about you guys and the music and the new CD, uh, Sweet F.A. What is F.A.? That's the name of it. Do you really want to know? F is F. F is F. And no, A well, is it does a have is a, all. It does have another meaning, Sweet Fanny Adams. Oh, sure. She's huge in the States. Yeah. Who the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Doesn't mean anything. That, actually, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That came before. I think the uh, yeah that came later. The the, the naughty word, but sweet Fanny yeah, Adams, Adams yeah. which means basically nothing. Zilch. Zero. Oh, okay. It's another word, an English way of saying nothing. Right. Zero. Okay. So so, but the F is F. The F is and F the F A, is, A is is all. Yeah. Well, what kind of message is that for the kids? It's nihilism, isn't it? It's very in at the moment. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I know. Sells records, yeah, nihilism. Sells records by telling everyone to F off. No, no, what, no, no, it doesn't mean that. But I think when, when we were making the, the thing, we didn't have anything. We've had, we have no money. <laughs> we had nothing. We have no money. We have nothing zilch. You so it was like it was symbolic, you know, of the times we were going through. All right, we're all crying. Still, yeah, so if anybody wants to give us some money or something, that's great. L- that let's, let's talk about you guys burning down the house that you recorded this CD. We, we didn't burn down that. One of you fell asleep smoking pot or something. No, no, I know no, it. No, no, no. We don't smoke pot, do we? Well, silly. Or crack, whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> there you go. There. <laughs> but, but seriously, tell the story. Uh, somebody came downstairs at seven o'clock in the morning, and the mixing desk that we were using was aflame. And like 10, 15 minutes later, the whole house was going up. And like twenty minutes, we were jumping out of bedroom windows. This was at seven in the morning. That right, because you just gone to bed about an hour earlier. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Two hours. Two hours. Uh, Daniel, get up on that mic, would you? Hello. Is there, this microphone That's, it. Working? That's good. That's Lean better. forward, you guys. You should see it's these guys. Nice lemonade here. It's like uh, spinal tap in here. They're drinking yeah. beer. They just put out their cigarettes. Yeah. We're going to put a big hookah pipe in the middle of the console here, and everyone's going to get loaded. All right, we're going to go to the phones now. We burn the studio down. You guys are going to help, right? We'll try. We'll try. Yeah, because Americans have very strange problems. And then a little later in the show, we're going to get into the, uh, you guys are all from the U.K., and we're going to get into the U.K. jargon for words like penis and virgi- uh, vagina and gay and stuff like that. We've tried this before. It fell flat. But this time I feel real good about the it. The penis fell flat. Never mind. So you, you where guys is a will? start thinking of your answers. All right, Drew, where do you want to go? These numbers. Ah, we're going to four. Kim. Yes, Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline with Love and Rockets. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Hello. Um, I would like your advice about a problem I'm having. I've been with my boyfriend for three years now, and we're going to get married, but we're having a conflict between our two families. 
he's Native American, and his family wants a traditional Indian marriage, and I'm from Swedish descent, and my family wants a traditional minister in white dress kind of wedding. Can't you guys just compromise and get a rabbi? <laughs> uh, or, can't, not, or can't you do both, like on, on different? I don't know. You know, I mean, can't you can't you have one ceremony and then the other? I mean, really, if it's that important to both that they experience, oh, both stubborn. What what? How does a Native American wedding work? What what well, tribe is it? First of all, we're traditional dress and feathers. what what is the tribe? And what's the tribe? Hi, how are you? Oh, what tribe? Yeah, um, Dakota. Dakota, Dakota Indians. All right, you're up in Wisconsin. Uh, South Dakota. South Dakota. You guys, uh, what do you, in England, you don't have... Uh, who'd you kick off the land? Do we have the American <laughs> Indians here. Well, I know. That's part of the problem. The, I don't the, like... The, the Celtic people. Oh, yeah. The Brits just went all over the world and destroyed everyone's lives. That's right. That's not, that's different. But they kept their own land as it was. Uh, <clears throat> so, why, why, uh, I don't know. Can you flip a flip a coin? No, no. Can't, can't, it's, I bet you neither family will back away from this kind of thing. But isn't there a way you can have both ceremonies in some fashion? That might be possible. Can't you combine the two? You know, take the elements that are meaningful it, it, right, to both of you right. and, and think of your own or, or even ceremony. Have two, or have you know. two separate ceremonies if necessary. Find a way. Think of be creative. Think of a way that you can do make both I'm families. Trying happen. to get them to compromise on. You can you here, can but. dip buffalo cubes in fondue. That would be <laughs> that would be a compromise. Stuffed uh, and buffalo. Kim. Yes. Kim, you guys love each other, right? Yes, we do. You're All right, this out. sounds like nothing. You yeah. love each other. Weddings make people crazy, by the way. Yeah, don't bother getting married. It'll only screw it up anyway. No, I don't mean weddings are bad. I mean, I mean, well, I don't. I mean, the ceremonies make people crazy. Yeah, but that, that could—that's another answer, actually. Like, if there is a big problem with within the two different ceremonies, then just don't have a ceremony at all. Just uh, huh. live together and be happy. Or, or maybe just have a legal marriage without a big ceremony. There you go. Or lope. Yeah, go to Vegas, right. do something like that. That—that's the problem. The the parents meddle. The whole family melts when it comes to weddings. Wait, wait till your time comes. It makes people pretty wild. I'll tell you, whatever one I'm going with is whatever one her folks pay for. Oh, that's right. That's you're, whatever you're, it is. You, you ask well, nothing from your family; they give you nothing, right? I, I will become a Jehovah's Witness as long as her parents pay for it. Right. I'm going with it, All whatever right. it is. I'll walk on coals. Does not matter to me. <sighs> Bill. Hello, um, Love and Rockets. I'd, I'd like to thank you guys. I uh, lost my virginity to your song so live. Uh, We're not responsible, Bill. You can't hold us responsible for that. It was was, was a great time, but but, but thank you very much. We got a guy on hold that got herpes (laughs) of that song later. (laughs) Uh, My question is for Dr. Drew. Uh, A lot of people like to use the uh, term sexual peak, Mm. kind of throw it around a lot. And Mm. I was uh, wondering what the medical definition of that was. Is it uh, like the time for best orgasms or most fertile? No, I, I don't know the precise definition, but they're basically talking about the time in which the sexual biology is most prominent. That's about the best way I can describe it. When you're most, uh, when you would be most preoccupied about sex, let's put it that way. Oh, okay. And you're right. most able to perform due to the biologic peak. Yeah. Okay. That that things are functioning as well as they are ever going to function. When's ah. that? Basically. <laughs> okay. You you, you well, hey, pass. You, you're gone. You're I'm done. Curious. It's happened. It's no, no, not Bill. A long time ago. Eleven yeah. rockets, guys. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Believe me, guys, we're all on the dark side of the mountain. We're all coasting <laughs> down the backside. We're cartwheeling down the backside of our sexual peak. Well, somebody told Speak me that yourself. sexual peak for a guy is supposed to be 18 years old. That's right? correct. That is correct. Well, I wasn't interested in, in sex till I was 23. Had you been, you would have been more then than... Yeah, but I wasn't. Well, so is that... Like, there are other factors. Uh, no, there are other factors. I mean, when you're when you're a teenager, people, often people are depressed, people are preoccupied about a lot of other things, so it may not be a prominent issue in your life. But no, I wasn't depressed. I just was that other thing. Well, but but it's it's. I it's, think my mum said I was a late developer. Like, did you have hair on your parts and stuff at eighteen? Not much. No, I don't think I was shaving until I was about thirty. How you doing now? I'm not bad. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna go for a pube check later in the show. Okay, it's custom here well, in the states. You? Now, yeah, but but what it is, it's it's an <laughs> truth for pulse. It's an average. I mean, some guys hit it at fifteen, some guys right. hit it at twenty-one. So the average actually is late late puberty is associated with longevity. Oh, that's good. Oh, really? There you go. Sorry, Adam. Actually, well, no, I didn't start masturbating until I was sixteen. My older brother was he was shaving when he was about fourteen, fifteen. He could grow a beard, you know. And now he's, he's over the hill sexually. I don't know, but he he looks a lot older than he is. Right, but see, the, the the big ironic joke is uh, God's cruel, cruel joke on humanity. These guys hit it at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. They can't find a woman to save their lives. Uh, women hit it at thirty-four or so. Guys are in their TV watching peak <laughs> at thirty-four. We're in our snacking peak. It's called. We at that age, we can't satisfy the women anymore. We have prostate problems. We lose our erections quickly. It's not. It, it doesn't work out. How old are you? I'm 31. <laughs> well, and you're having all these problems. I've lived a thousand lives. <laughs> oh, right, that's what it is. So you burnt yourself out quick. Then. I was impotent in a past life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we'll be back. Love line. Love line. Love line. The phone number for Love Line is one eight hundred Love one nine one. Remember when you had to listen to radio programs on their schedule? But with this podcast, life is better because you get to listen on your schedule. But what about backing up your computer files at home or at work? What's your schedule look like there? You don't need to schedule that either, as long as you have Carbonite. Carbonite backs up your files to the cloud for you automatically whenever you're connected to the Internet. You can try it for yourself free right now at Carbonite.com. There's no credit card required. Plus, if you use offer code LOVELINE, you get two bonus months with your purchase. That's Carbonite.com, offer code LOVELINE. We're back with uh, Daniel Ash, Kevin Haskins, and David Jay from Love and Rockets. The phone number here at Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. And we were talking about something about 10 seconds ago during the commercial, which was the guys from Love and Rockets, all from the U.K., and saying that this is very foreign to them, the fact that this wouldn't go on in the U.K., people calling in, talking about having venereal warts and, and their, you know, their husband's impotent, all sorts of very personal problems like this because it's a different environment 
in in Britain. Different culture, yeah. really. It's but, just but, not cricket. But sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes I'll watch TV and they'll, they'll they'll televise. I guess it's the House of Commons or a Parliament meeting or something. <laughs> and Margaret Thatcher will get up there and start that. Hey, you fat bitch, sit down! And they'll start yelling. At her, which we wouldn't do here. I mean, if Clinton, or I guess John Majors now, if Clinton stands up, makes a speech, we don't start yelling <laughs> at him. We let him finish. And now that is weird to us. So, so I mean, that is the rudest thing in the world. They stand up, stand up and whistle and yell. Right, right. right. It's a relatively yeah. new thing in England as well. That's only happened over the last, say, five, six years. Oh, is that right? Oh, it yeah. is. No, Actually, no, 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 no. The broadcast, no, yeah. About broadcast. No, it, I mean, it's been going on, going on hundreds of years, you know. Right. They heckle. <laughs> These guys are up there with the powdered wigs and stuff, and <laughs> with the right, so honorable gentlemen, so, and, and they start yelling the at the guy. Mm. Now, that's weird. Number two, you got the Benny Hill thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, actually, I think that was more popular over here, probably, than Much in England. Much more. Oh, was? Yeah. But, Which but, is bizarre to us, and also the thing with Monty Python, the fact how, you know, considering the American humor is very different from the English humor, um, and yet Monty Python was like a big smash here, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But it wasn't It wasn't it England, was in too. England as well, yeah, but it's so English. But the English humor it oftentimes is very large and over-the-top and slapstick. You wouldn't yeah. expect it coming from that culture. Right. Well, that's an extreme reaction to the status quo so, in England. Right. So I'm just saying there's there's some uh, there's some interesting counterpoints right, right. here. Also, this whole thing now with uh, Princess Di and who she's sleeping around with and everybody knee deep into that. I, I think the I think the country is sort of repressed and then explodes on certain topics, like way over the top of the Di thing. Yeah. And way over top of the House of Commons. Yeah. yeah. And way over the top with Benny Hill. You know, it's in, you and me would know. I was in London about a year ago, and uh, the great, you walk you walk through Hyde Park in the middle of the night, and the great concern on everyone's mind is: watch out, you might run into a pickpocket. Oh, really? I mean, I'm thinking oh. about automatic weapons and things that, that could come my way, and they're concerned about a pickpocket. Oh, here, if if you're if you're just pickpocketed, you're considered the lucky. Yeah. You're like blessed. People rub up against you; they want more luck. Yes, we should only be so lucky that we have our wallets taken from us here. Yeah, Mrs. Jones has, you know, lost her cat, and could you please, you know, phone up such and such a number if right. anybody so did, sees did the, did the little pussy? Do the Bobbies uh, carry guns? No. no. No, they still don't. I, think it's, I reckon it's one of the only countries in the world where the police don't carry guns. Oh. No, they, but the well, thing they do is, at airports. Yeah, yeah, but that's a different thing. Generally, in all the cities in, in <clears throat> everywhere in the UK, uh, um, we're, we're supposed to be pretty proud about that as well, the fact that we don't have to carry guns yet. It's right. still the case. I mean, the bobby on the street don't carry a, yeah, a gun. I just read that the bobby in Manchester has now done away with the traditional pointed helmet in favour of the American flat caps, and they're also wearing right? bomber jackets. But then Manchester's oh, always good. kind of... They look good, then. All right, you, kind of more trendy. You guys kind of. done? What? <laughs> <laughs> this is you important information. No one cares. <laughs> this is important information. <laughs> it was my fault for bringing it up. All right, we're going back to the phones. Love and Rocket's going to be all over it. Drew, what? Laurie? Yes. You're on Loveline. Okay, I have a question. Um, my fiance lives in England. Okay, he wants me to move over there, but I have a problem. My, I have a daughter, and um, my ex-husband would probably try to stop me. I was wondering what I could do. You stuff her in a Samsonite and see if she makes it past customs. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you bring her carry on? 
Will she fit in the overhead? She'll fit. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you're obviously this is this is a job for the courts, right? I uh, probably. You have joint custody. Yeah. Okay. The problem. So he's going to have to give his blessing. Right. Yeah. Or, or or you're going to have to leave her behind. You, I, I, why isn't your fiance coming out here? Since you obviously have the 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 tie here to oh, this country. Well, he would have to give up his job. Hmm. God forbid. What is his job? He's on the doll. No, he just he works in labs, laboratories. You couldn't begin to look for well, a job I, out here. Well, actually, he could. There you go. It would be easier. Uh, no, no, no. Is it something? Is it a fish and chips lab, or is it something he could do out here? <laughs> no, it's not a fish. And chips. Also, your your daughter. I, I, what is your daughter's relationship like with her father? Not too much. He doesn't. She doesn't see him very often. But does she love her dad? Yeah. You want to I, take her I away? Mean, from I promote Look, that. but Lori, but do you want to take her? Don't you think that's a good thing? Hmm? Don't you think that's a good thing? That what? she loves her dad? That, yeah, that the yeah, dad be available, that the child know that the, that the dad cares about her. Well, I'm Caesar. not trying to take her away from him. I'm just trying to start a life. I know, but I, I think on behalf of your daughter, you ought to make an effort to keep her, to keep yourself and she near the father, provided he's not abusive or or some reason that he should be, you know, uh, driven from your life. Well, I was going to offer to send send her back, like, you know, summer or three yeah. times a year. See if you can get your fiancé out here, all right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want her. You don't want her reared in England. Get all pale and weak. <laughs> Take all those taxes. That's right. Hey, get uh, hooked on that uh, flat, warm beer. It's all downhill from there on, really. She won't learn the value of packing heat. She won't learn to carry a gun. It's all going to be downhill. Mitch? Yes. You're on Loveline. Hi, Love and Rockets. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Adam, Dr. Drew. I got a problem with, uh, I've been dating this girl for just a few days. She just came back from Greece. Uh, I dated her before she was, uh, she went to Greece. Um, that was about five months ago. And I treated her like crap. I broke up with her. Now I'm trying to make up for that. I'm trying to uh, win her over, trying to be Mr. Romantic. And she wants to leave back for Greece in two months. Right. How can you dump her again if you don't win her back? <laughs> Mitch? I don't want to dump her again. I want I want her to stay here, and I want to, I want to be with her. And I want to know two her. words. Stuffed olives. Excuse me? <laughs> Stuffed olives and Greek salads. David. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitch. I'm sorry, Miami. that was David, Mitch. Mitch? Yes? You screwed up. She wants to go back to Greece? Here's the deal. If you convince her not to do something she wants to do, not to go somewhere that she wants to go, you're going to put a ton of pressure on the relationship. You understand? Mm hmm And you're probably not going to be able to live up to it. Six months down the road, you're probably going to feel the same way you felt when you dumped her at the five-month point before. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying, Mitch? Be a well, man. Well, I don't think I'm that much of a jerk now, but, but I think things would work out. How long's it been? It's been five months since I... Five months, you're the same guy. You haven't even changed your underwear, Mitch. <laughs> um, well, uh, Mitch, anyway... Mitch, uh, let her go. Let her go. Be well, a man. She should want to stay here, because, you know, we're... Let her go. Here. Let her go and give her your blessing so she's not freaked out when she's trying to have sex with strangers in Greece. <clears throat> We're going to play a song by Love and Rockets off the CD Sweet F.A., and that song is Sweet Lover Hangover. <laughs> oh, that 
sweet lover hangover from Love and Rockets. <laughs> How much it, time do you spend trying to figure that out, by the way? Why I love big breasts? No, not much. I think two hours a day. You know, I, I, I don't know. We were just talking with uh, Daniel Ash from Love and Rockets. He says he loves the vampire movies with the big fangs and the big breasts. I think it's the big breasts you're attracted to. Well, I'm attracted to both. You know, it's just like I find it. I find those teeth. You know, when it's when it's with on a female vampire, I find it really sexy. All right. But since I was 12, it's been like a total fascination. But, but I used to do that instead of when a teenager. Instead of going out on Friday and Saturday night, I used to deliberately stay in. And we in England, we used to have like uh, horror films. It was either The Mummy, which was crap, or it was uh, Frankenstein or the, or Dracula. And I always used to hope it was the Dracula thing because that was very romantic and all that. Right. And like when you had the brides of Dracula and all that, these beautiful, you know, shapely women with the teeth. And the teeth used to I found really attractive. But here's my contention: the the breasts without the teeth you could live with. Oh yeah. But you wouldn't want the teeth without the breasts. That's true. So I'm saying it's That's the breasts. That's true. Well, it's both. No, no, of course it's, the, yeah, in real life. But I'm saying that <laughs> the actual image of these women, when they actually smiled and you saw these pointy teeth, I found that intriguing and very attractive. But not in an oral way. I mean, you wouldn't want them pleasuring you with no, those teeth, like, would you? No, I just want to, no, no. 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 No, no, sure? I'm not. I'm not Are a masochist. Sure? No. No, not All in right. that way, anyway. Mentally, I am, but not physically. Daniel, but uh, you know, I just like the look of it. it I just thought it looked great. We, we got to go. Well, to, what's my problem? We got to go to a break here. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna figure it out during the break. We're gonna tell everyone when we come back. But okay. I'm thinking you and me. You know, I'm starting this place. Called, well, you go. You got the same thing. You I'm got start, the same. Fetish. I'm starting a place called Boobville. I'm starting a colony, so you you can be okay. like the ambassador. That yeah, sounds we'll, good. To we'll me. start a band. Great, Danny and the Boobs, and we'll be back. Hello, this is my dog. His name's Dave. Sit, sit, stay. Roll over. Roll, roll. No, Dave, no. Loveline will be right back. Stay. Hey, I'm Inger Martins. I am hanging here with my dog clients and friends, Will Farrell. Hi, Inger. And Adam McKay. Hello, Inger. Excited to talk some dog. Talk some dog on the Rover Report. Love it. With Will Farrell and Adam McKay. Download an episode right now. The Rover Report with Inger Martins on podcastone.com. Bark, bark. All right, we're back, and we're going to be back again in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, I'm going to reset the show. This is Loveline, the phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, the fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with Daniel Ash, Kevin Haskins, and David J. from Love and Rockets. We're also here with Dr. Drew, who's a board-certified physician, addiction medicine specialist. And, guys, I wanted to get to this. We're going to try it again. If this doesn't work, we'll just forget it. Not, not that we've tried it before with you guys, but it, when we have British bands in here once in a while, we know there's a little different lingo over there. Over uh, over the pond, as you would say. And you have different terms for different parts and different acts. <clears throat> yes, we do. And between the three, I think you can come up 
with the English version, the Queen's. That you cannot say on the radio. <laughs> that's, that well, that is, be, I mean. No, no, it's okay. That's the Don't word. repeat it. It's okay. The, you asked. Okay, yeah. We, Adam, we, thanks for asking. We heard the C word. All right, any any other derogatory terms for vagina? Well, it's that not we derogatory, say? really. It's just a, a good old Anglo Saxon word. You know? Okay, what about penis? Willy Wanky Woo. Willy Wanky Woo? Yeah. Willy. That was a movie out here, I think. All right, so we got Willie. All right, now what about gay? Gay. Poofter? Woofter? Woofter? Yeah. Ginger. Shirtlifter. Ginger? Shirt? Shirtlifter? Shirtlifter. Yeah. Why, why shirtlifter? Well, think about it. <laughs> okay, I mean like your shirt has tails hanging out in the back? There you go. Okay, shirtlifter. I'm, I'm cool with that. Lesbian? Dyke. Dyke. Oh, we know dyke. I think yeah, we may I mean, have invented dyke. It's universal. Long. Don't yeah. try to claim dyke. Anything okay. other than dyke? Okay. Okay. Pant dropper, sandalwear, yeah. tennis player, nothing. Okay. Sodomy. The act of sodomizing. Bugger. Bugger? Bugger. Yeah. You would you would buglerize someone? No, you would bugger them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> if you were so inclined. Alright. Oral sex to a female, like you which you would do I've got you. a great one. Yodeling in the canyon. That's an old nautical term. Oh, okay. But that, that wouldn't be exclusively uh, English or Anglo-Saxon. I think it is. I think it's a, a, an English nautical term. Okay. Uh, what, what about male? What about a, what we call blowjob here? Um, same. same. Same? Yeah. Nothing good? Mm. Nothing more. No. Goblin. No, Munching the crumpet. Nothing. Oh, um, muff diving. No, no, that's, oh, the, other, that's the other way. Oh, well, You're getting another, confused That's another now. one, actually. Yeah, going back to the other question, muff diving. Yeah, but that's English. That's, that's our English. <laughs> you're, you're, no, we're claiming that. Yeah. Oh, you're claiming that. Yes, we claim muff diving in the name of the United States and the free colonies. You, you think so? <laughs> yes, we do. I, I must say that there's, there's one crucial um, term here that causes a lot of problems, um, as, you know, culturally between the two nations, and this is, again, going back to the female genitalia. This is David J. Uh, by is, the way. This is um, Fanny, which in your neck of the woods means something very different to what it means in our neck of the woods. All right, it means I mean, rear end. It, it means rear end, but in our neck of the woods it means front end. Oh, really? It means front bottom. Really? Yes, it does. So if you so you can imagine the problems right. that this can entail. Right, gave her a little tap on the fanny. Exactly. That gets you thrown in jail in England. Well, it, well can get you, you know, here any, con- anywhere. It's, it's considered it foreplay here. All sorts of trouble. All right. Anyway, like well, you guys, you yes. guys participate in that, and I thank you, Sex Melissa. Crimes. Yes. You're on Love Line with Love and Rockets. Well, hello, Adam. Hey. Doctor Drew and everybody from Love and Rockets. Hello. What's up? Hello. Um, I have a serious problem. I am uh, 21 years old, and uh, I've been engaged for almost two years. I've been with a guy for four years. Um, and I don't like to have sex. <laughs> that was a love line gallery. That's oh, yeah. hell of a problem. With huh? him or with, uh, you think it's just him or anybody? Well, I've, I've, I've only had sex with him. Mm. What do you think the problem is? Um, well, I was molested when I was a kid. That's mm, the problem. That's the problem. And I've tried to go into therapy for it, but I couldn't afford it. Mm. Uh, my benefits should be kicking in within the month, so hopefully. How long were you abused for um, I see. I don't know. I blocked it out. I can only remember one frame of it. And what, how old were you then? Um, I would say I was about six. Who was the abuser? Um, a person up around the block. Do you think it happened more than once? I don't know. 
I have no idea. How did you come on to this? Were you, did you start having nightmares or something like that? No, I've always known it. But, I mean, it doesn't, like, consciously affect me. Like, it doesn't get me, like, oh, you right. know, heartbroken or anything. But I know it affects me. Right. You know. Right. Um, if it was a single episode, uh, the consequences from that could be relatively mild. I mean, it could be something that could be solved pretty readily with therapy. If it was sort of recurrent or, or, or terrible abuse of some type, uh, it could be a pretty tough thing to, to get over and deal with. Yeah. What was the age difference between you and the perp? I would say, shoot, I'd say he's like maybe forty. Oh, okay. So he this this. It's a right. man. So that's he's, that's he's worse. A man, I believe he was married. Yeah, was a shame. And uh, but but still not as bad as a family member, something oh, like that. I yeah. mean, yeah. on the on the uh, crap on the crap scale. Yeah, on the crap scale of how much your trust in people can be violated, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Melissa, you you it seems like you're able to sustain a, a solid relationship. This is the one area where it makes sense that you'd be having repercussions of this kind of a traumatic event in childhood. Get into a therapeutic relationship. Typically, these kinds of things take a lot of time to work out, like years. Great. So prepare just to just to hunker down with the therapist for a while and get through it. Uh, yeah. But it can be dealt with. It can be dealt with. And you've talked to your boyfriend or fiance about. Yeah, or, he's, he's great about it. I all right. I mean, it's a perfect situation for you to to grow. To get through this, to, to Do you have any suggestions about him? Because I hate putting him through this. You know, it's been four years. I mean, yeah, I, we've. You know, I used to not tell him. Like probably the first two, two and a half years, I never told him that I didn't like it. I just did it. You know, but I've gotten to the point now where I just don't even want to do it. Right. You know, I right. tell him no, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to. Right, and this is this going to create a rift in in the relationship. Yeah, I mean, no matter how understanding the guy is, he's twenty one, twenty two. Uh, but on the other hand, if he really loves her and she says, "Look, I'm going to take care. I'm going to do something about this. It's going to change because I want it to change," he'll stand by. Yeah. yeah, but you do have to do something about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And, um, I'm trying to the business that I'm in. Uh. I'm a dancer. Do you think that gets in the way? Or could that have an effect? Yeah, that's going to... Wait a minute. Is this ballroom, <laughs> modern, tap, or jazz? Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're, you're a nudie dancer. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what I would... It sort of casts a different light on your situation here. Uh, I would suspect you were abused more than just a single time. It's, it's usually you know, that kind of choice of... Occupation is. Well, I don't do it full time. I have another job. I understand, but the need to. Well, you can't work forty hours a week shaking your ass. Can you understand? I mean, I've tried. Lord knows, I've tried. Just just from a sort of abstract standpoint, can you understand how the need to master males that way is something that horrified you so much when you were a child? Now you have mastery over all that because you've got control of these guys when you're up there on stage. It is an acting out of this early trauma, and it's not a therapeutic or productive way to act it out for you until all that ends. Yeah. It's going to be tough for you to get on with things. It really also, is. I've noticed. You um, notice how many other your colleagues there have been abused too, um, right? Talk to them. You'll find that most of the women yeah, have been. Yeah, some of them have. Most of them have been. Yeah, yeah. It, it, also, it's sad but true. I noticed um, when I am confronted with sex with um, my my fiance, I turn into a little kid. I get nervous. Yeah. I see. think I'm not doing it right. Let's see. Got to get some therapy. Okay. Okay. Get get the benefits kicked in, get going. But it's going to take a while. Make some changes, all right? It's going to take a while. It's going to take quite some time. Uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> but right. you'll be all right. Until then, could you work a Love and Rockets song into your set? 
Just as a sort of homage blah, blah, to the blah. guys. Sure. <laughs> yeah, coming to the stage. We got Amber. Look at her. Come on, fellas. Be generous. Show her you love her. She was molested when she was younger. So come on, Annie up. She needs therapy. You never hear him work that in. Hmm. <laughs> that was a little morbid humor. Yeah, it's dark, black humor. You guys pissed off now? Yeah, I'm emphasizing. <laughs> you know, as much as I can, I'm... You know, wasn't in that position. You, you, Thank no God. one here molested. No, but what can you say? I mean, yeah, it, it, good it, luck. Don't, don't you get, don't be embarrassed for empathizing with them. It's a common problem in this country. Unfortunately, just terribly common. And right now, something that occurred to me from living here. I don't know if it goes unsaid in England. Maybe no, I does. think it's an epidemic it here. To be white. Phenomenal. Why I don't know. So it's okay. probably the violence in this society as much as anything. But, but what's happening it's now is it, that's a it's a worldwide thing. I think yeah, it's, but now it's, it's just that we keep quiet about it. Mm, I think it is. Here's that. what's happening in this country: is that the children that were abused go out and become the perpetrators of abuse when they're. The older children or even their young teenagers, when they're 8 to 13, they start abusing six-year-olds. So you get this exponential growth of this. It's bad news. No, but I've heard this. I, I've seen documentaries on the same thing in England. It's just, it's rife in England as yeah. well. It's a big problem in mm. the UK. And I think it's worldwide. I don't think it's just the USA at all. Definitely what you'd call a negative cycle. Laura. Yeah. You're on Loveline with Love and Rockets. Hi. Um... I have a question about um, asthma and acid. Asthma and acid. Yeah, well, I'm like a serious asthmatic. Mm. But yet I um, do, well, I've been sober for a while now. I went through treatment and everything. But I was wondering if acid had any effect on that. In other words, you were using and acid was one of the drugs you were using? Yeah, that was my drug of choice. And now you have a lot of asthma? Well, no, I had asthma at the time also. But I went to the hospital a lot mm -hmm. and stuff. And... Would it have any effect on having my, because my lung collapsed also? God, I have seen some very strange reactions to acid. I had another kid I was treating who has what has a excess pressure in his brain, hydrocephalus, and we, I believe it was caused by acid. He took a sheet of acid in an attempt to hide something he had from, from some authorities and uh, was so sick. I mean, he's permanently has to have a shunt in his brain. <laughs> I mean, how many hits were on that sheet? 10 or 20, something like that. I mean, a lot. So the cops were banging on the door. He shoved the whole yeah. thing. Now, you used to be able to do that with pot and, and certain other drugs, but acid, really, and, really not a good well, idea. People, yeah, the, 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 the physiologic effects of acid are really not that well understood. Most of the damaging effects are to the brain. I don't know of any effect on the lung. Okay, Laura? Okay. Good luck. Shane. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, hey, I have a problem. I... I've been, I, I, I saw this guy on Wednesday, and we got to know each other and everything. We went out Wednesday night, went up into the mountains, and, and just had, spent the whole night just having fun, and came back, and for the past, past five, six days, we've seen each other or talked to each other every day. Shane? Yeah. Are you, do your friends know you as Shane the shirtlifter? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. But my problem is, is, I, I told him today that I that I really liked him, and I would like to get a little closer. But I don't know how he feels. Well, all right, you met a guy and you immediately went to the mountain with him. We, we went up to the mountains. We we I, I, we've never we never touched each other. We just spent the whole night just talking, getting to know each other. Um, later um, Thursday, I sent him um, a rose to his work. Just to thank him for taking me out. All right, Shane. Yeah. Should we call him? 
I don't care. Why don't we do that? <clears throat> Is he home? Yeah. All right, so let's just quick recap. You met the guy, you went to the mountain, you didn't fool around. No. Right? That's right. You came back down the mountain, uh-huh. none the worse for wear. You sent him a rose uh-huh. to his work, and he hasn't really responded. Well, he, 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 we went out and had lunch today. And like I said, well, we've we've seen each other, or I've been to his work. He wouldn't, you know. I spent three and a half hours at his work uh, with him the other night, and then went home and stayed all night with him at his house. When we slept fifteen, twenty feet apart, you know, we we just I, I feel uncom- I feel I want to be close to him, but I I'm, at the same time I'm afraid to be around him. I don't know. All right, we're going to work that. But you're comfortable with your homosexuality? Yes. And and you feel you think he is? Oh yeah, he's totally comfortable with it. Well, why aren't you guys getting it on? I I don't know. All I, right. I'm afraid I'm afraid to make the first move. Uh, well, Sounds like both of them are just really shy. Yeah, but you're in a pup tent. I, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's he. Like I said he came after lunch today. He came to came to my house. We had we had some wine. Um, just, just relaxed, and you know, then. All right. Listen. Why don't you just take your time and just like take it over the next, you know, month or so, and see what happens? And you know, you don't have to like dive in straight away anyway. Oh, I know. I, I thought about you know, I, and I told him today. I said, you know, I said we we could take our time. I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not wanting to. So really what's the, be Daniel, what's the problem? Daniel, get up on that like it was a uh, male genitalia. Come on. No, come on. What's the what's the problem with that? Then why don't you just like take it slowly? You know. If well, like I, a- I want to take it slowly, but this is the first guy that I've that I've liked in over three and a half years. Well, great. That sounds really good. Just take it one step at you, a time. Why don't you suggest another trip up the mountain? See what happens. Well, he he asked if we want, if if I like to go horseback riding. Well, there you go. Well, there you, that's that's an answer in that's, itself. The yeah, fact that he's that's positive. So uh, yeah, but yeah. After, but see, then afterwards, after I after I I told him how I felt and everything, and you know, and told him that I would like to be you know a little closer than friends. And I, I, he he just got real quiet, and and he really never said anything much afterwards. Well, I think it's a case of time will tell. Or maybe he's got somebody else. Yeah. Well, he just broke up with someone a couple mm. months ago. Well, there you go. It's like he's the question mark on if he wants to get involved with somebody else straight away. Anyway, Shane. Yeah. Doctor Ash here. Shane, you 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 both sound like you're pretty demure. You're pretty shy, both of you. Yeah. One of you is going to have to make a move, otherwise you guys are just going to sit around eating s'mores and camping every weekend and not getting any sex. That, that's, that, that's the way that it's been. But man. if you can't nail someone in a pup tent, you'll yeah, never go to get them. talking uh, about a week or two. I, I, re- yeah. I respect him so much that I don't even want to, I don't even want to, I'm, I'm afraid to even touch his hand. How long have you, you met him a couple How of weeks ago? How about the hem of his garment? That's not healthy, Shane. Shane. Yeah. Shane, come on. Have some uh, balls. I just I, I want to respect him though. That's just that I want him I want him to 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 feel totally comfortable. All right, Shane. Me. Here's what you do. Now I'm going to lay out a quick itinerary for you guys. Go horseback riding and kiss him. Okay. Okay. Go uh, parasailing and uh, feel his ass. Now, okay. That could be the totally wrong thing to do. Go windsurfing, give him a hand job. Wait, I'm working no, up no, to no, something. No, no. no. Oh, okay. Go on. Then. <laughs> Because that's like if he if the guy's just split out with somebody else, you don't want to just dive into something straight away. All so right, you got to give him time. Shane, yeah, just take it slow. Enjoy the guy. If he enjoys you, things are going to work out. Well, that's like he said. All right, I've had enough of Shane's whining. For Christ's sake, I don't mean to be cruel, but You're the guy such went camping. A hard bastard. Well, we don't have all the time in the world here, and let's say if you can't get any in, in a tent, I mean, you should theoretically be able to put a pup tent on the floor of your church. And have sex in it. 
doesn't matter where the tent is, by the way. Oh, you're an American by any chance. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an ugly American. Frank. Yeah. Hey, you're on Love Line with Lovin' Rockets. Hey, hey, what's up, Lovin' Rocket guys? Hello, Hi, Frank. Frank. What's up? All right, check this out. Now, my girlfriend and I are sexually active, and she likes it hard, rough. And so I give it to her, hard and rough. Uh, about six months ago, I ripped the wall between the vagina and the butthole. Now, That's the bathroom wall, isn't it? <laughs> well, not that thick. Now, Mr. Now um, there's plenty of <laughs> lubrication. We have oral sex beforehand. She's nice and wet and moist and all that good stuff. And tonight we did it again, and it didn't rip, but it damn near did, and she's in a lot of pain. Jeez. And my question is, is there a way to avoid that but continue our sexual no. practices? No, no. She, no. she couldn't get some sort of uh, sphincter brace or something to withstand uh, some sort of, like, Kevlar strap-on uh, truss system so that Frank could go to town on her? No. Frank, come on. What? She's not a bowling ball. Well, she likes it like that. Yeah, well, a lot of people like a lot of weird things. That doesn't mean you have to hurt them. Well, I'm not trying to hurt her. I know, you, you have but... to try not to now, right? You got try that? Not try not to. That's a hard concept for you to get, I know, but... Make an effort not to hurt her. That is. The, well, no, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm. Trying. I, I understand, but you're not also not making. You're not being careful to try not to hurt her, and that's what you're going to have to do now. It sounds like she wants to okay. be hurt. Yeah, but he's going to have to do. Just be careful. Yeah, but there's people say hurt me, but they don't say injure me or maim me. You, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I like a little rough love. Drew all tested that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been real naughty tonight, haven't I, Drew? Yeah. All right, discipline me later. The point is, is you know, people like a little butt slapping. And when a girl says, you know, be tough and, you know, give me a little love tap and all that, that's fine. But you don't take a sprinkler key out and whack her over the back of the head with it. That would be out of line, right? Yeah. You want to... Everything in moderation, old boy. Right. You you want to be... You, you, you may want to be roughed up a little, but you don't want to be maimed. You don't want to be injured. You don't want to You don't want to lose a leg having sex. God, I could only imagine that pain. You're ripping the... What is that part called, Drew? Well, it, it, it's called a third-degree tear, really. It's what happens when, when women are giving birth. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the episiotomy doesn't, uh, isn't done quickly enough or isn't done properly. Yeah. Oh, my butt hurts just here. That's I don't a even have tear. a vagina and my vagina hurts. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back with the boys. From Love and Rockets, right after this. Love Line will be right back. Now, guys, you work out to stay fit, but what are you doing to work out your brain? You need that competitive edge. That's why I recommend Lumosity.com, which is like a personal trainer for your brain. It's based on the science of neuroplasticity. Lumosity.com gives you customized online workups. These are exercises that you sort of guide to meet your particular goals. You actually set up a program that is designed for you. It's designed to improve your brain's performance based on your goals. Be sharper, better problem solver, remember things more clearly. They even have name-remembering games. No matter why you want a better brain, Lumosity.com can be of help. 
I've particularly been using the memory matrix. It helps before uh, radio shows. Particularly, gets me focused. Here's what I want you to do. Go to lamosity.com, click the Start Training button to create your own program, then start playing your first game and set up your program that is designed for you. That is lamosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. Chad Smith. And this is a Dave Navarro. We're from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam. <laughs> Adam Carolla. Anyway, let me get the phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191 and the fax number 310-854-4455. We're here with Daniel Ash, who needs to come closer to his microphone. Kevin Hoskins and David J. all <coughs> from Love and Rockets. And their new CD, Sweet F.A., is the one to look for. We're going to play another song called Pearl a little bit later. And now we're going back to the phones. Oh, man. Jisoo? Yes. Wow. Hi. What's up? Hey. I'm a huge Levin Rockets fan. So I want to say hi to Dr. Drew. Jisoo. And to Adam Carolla. Yeah. And Levin Rockets. Um, I studied your Bauhaus um and when I was studying in London, I looked at all your exquisite corpse um, photos, and I was just fascinated. Uh, you as artists were just amazing, so I'm a huge Eleanor fan. Thank <laughs> you. Hello? Yeah. Hello. You have a question yeah, for him? Yes, I do. Um, being that I was raised on, like, Hemingway and romantic novels, I have these huge expectations. I mean, when I first read about sex, um, in Hemingway, I always felt like the earth had to move when I'm having sex. You mean that part where the old guy screwed the fish? No. no it's a bull. I think it's a bull. Like in parallel to the arm. Oh, he screwed the bull? Yeah. Yeah. Hemingway. Then he, then he punched and, uh, the bull out, and then he got loaded. Something, something like that. Oh. Then he shot the bull. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but I just felt something like metaphysical, something spiritual, and I'm supposed to be having sex, and... And I guarded my chastity belt until I was, like, 23. I had a great platonic relationship when I was 20. Um, and at 23, I had physical sex with someone, and they were just not up to my standards. Um, I was greatly disappointed because I think I had set myself up so much. So, like, now I'm 27, going 28. I masturbate all the time. But when I actually get to the point and I look at the guy, I just kind of go, oh, no, no. And I go home and jack off. <laughs> and I don't know how to solve that problem. It's a little bit like when you see the uh, previews of a film where you see the build-up to a feature film. It's like I remember with the first Batman film that came I'm out. I'm sorry, I can't really was, hear uh, too well. Get, sorry. Get close yeah, to, get the most, to the mic. Oh, oh, I baked him. <laughs> Jisoo, I've tried everything it's I like, could. It's, he won't it's, listen. You know, <laughs> It's a little bit like when you see a um, when you see the advertising for a feature film. Like I remember with Batman when that first came out. Before it came out, it was sort of hyped up so much. Right. And when you actually see the film, right. it's a letdown because your imagination runs wild before you see the film. And it's yeah, the same I, thing. I mean, I have great sexual fantasies. What, yeah, what so do, do you I. think of when you masturbate and everything? I mean, I'm thinking of <laughs> dominatrix. You know, because I I'm totally into guiltless lust. If you're Truly yeah, like so am I. <laughs> Absolutely. I can, you know, go into the oral sex thing. Yeah, it's really healthy. Orgasm, whatever. Guiltless lust. Wait, how many guys you had sex with? I think that lust is really underrated. Anyway, can you give us well. your phone number? 
I've had sex with one person that was in 20, when I was 23. All right. So well, you've had, hang on, you've had, you're 27, you've only had sex with one person. Yeah. All right, so how, why are you such an expert? I mean, you're into guiltless lust, you have all these yes. fantasies. Yeah, but that's, well, that's with I've her hands and her it. head. Well, I've read, like, D.H. Lawrence. I grew up on that. All <laughs> I right, read all but these. you hear what she's saying? She's saying she needs the, the relationship in which there's a deep yeah. emotional and spiritual connection, and then she can achieve this freedom. And she has not found that relationship. I mean, this is a hard concept. These guys are looking at me blankly, like, "What in the heck are you talking no, I, about?" I think I think the opposite. I think but, the opposite. I think that it's it's strictly a lustful thing. I, she should get into. Let's ask that. her. Let's ask her. What is the deal? Is is it that you could have pure lustful sex without any emotional connection, or no, that if well, you if you had that spiritual emotional connection that you read about with Hemingway and D. H. Lawrence, that then you'd have the freedom to experiment? Well, I think when I say lust, and when I really emphasize the guiltless lust. I think um, you're getting it mixed up with romance. Right. Well, see, I think, like, when you truly love someone, you you have, like, totally see. free... Right, and that's um, what she... Uninhibited... Yeah, right. And it's, it's romance. That's, that's romance. Easy. Well, it's, it's a, an emotional world. It's an intense emotional world that women live in and men don't. And for a woman, that's the ultimate... Fa- yeah. And that's the ultimate fantasy for a woman. Men, it's hard even to grasp that. Jisoo, listen. Yeah. It's, more, it's thing, much more physical. Than the only that's thing right. that's you right. should be Initially, reading anyway. is the label on the mattress. Do you understand? Put down the damn Hemingway. I English major. So. <clears throat> Who cares? I was a ceramics major. Don't see me rubbing clay on my girlfriend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People call me up, like, wanting me to say that stuff, like a 900 number, and I'm like, oh, go study, you know? Jisoo, listen. You're you're steeped in this, this make-believe world. This is reality now. Do you understand? Do you want some good sex? <laughs> Find yourself a guy, drink a six-pack. Yeah, drink the six-pack and also get the lighting right. Now, what I'm afraid of is, is yeah, lying. No, no, lighting. No, the lighting. Get the lighting right so that everything looks right. Or to lie to myself or to the other Turn, them, turn the lights off. Have have <laughs> yeah, turn the lights off you and, like, it'll all come true. Jisoo. I don't feel guilty. Jisoo, your, your crotch is going to dry up in another few years. Do you understand? You'll never been with a man. Sexual peak. Oh, you're, o- yeah, you're only good on paper. <laughs> Write a manual. Come on. This is sex. This is the real world. You have to learn by experimentation. Is that your advice, Adam? My advice is is the only way to really enjoy sex yes. and the only way to really learn about sex and experience sex is to have sex. But have the relationship first. You'll find that person, and yeah. then you can follow Adam's rule, okay? I pretty much went everywhere to find her. Right. I had enough of her. She's going to ruin it for us. Everyone else is going to start thinking that way. It's out there somewhere, though. Well, Keep the- looking. Yeah, but a little less reading and a little more humping. That's what I have to say to Jisoo. <laughs> Man, she's intellectualized things. Elisa. Hello, Dr. Drew. Elisa. Yes. Hi. Hi, David, Kevin, and Daniel. Hello. Hi. Wow. Good evening. Big Love and Rockets fan, Bauhaus fan, Tones on Tail fan. So Bauhaus. I'll be seeing you on the 19th. That was Portland. the old man. Yeah, but that's you were representing last time you were on, I think. Mm-mm. No. Anyways, I have a no. big life crisis, and I hope you can give me some kind of advice. Um, I've been uh, doing heroin for about probably four years now, and on methadone for a couple years. Ugh. And um, I would like to quit. Um, 
I started prostituting about three years ago to support my heroin habit. Mm. And um, I ended up marrying a guy that I was there was a John about nine months after I met him. And um, all right, let me let me just straighten things out for for certain listeners. That methadone is the stuff that they put you on. When you're trying to kick heroin, it's a legal drug, oh, yeah. but they put you on. It's, it's a long-acting right. long era heroin. I'm, I'm just sort of yeah. clarifying things, and a John is the guy who paid for sex. Yeah. Okay, continue. Okay, well, this guy I married, he's Japanese. He doesn't show any kind of affection at all. And I, when we before we got married, we would have, and he was paying for it, we'd have sex probably seven times a week, and now I'm lucky if we have sex every two months. So he's not a John, he's a Ron. I guess you could say that. But um, he, uh, supposedly, he thinks I'm I'm off heroin. I don't, I know he finds plastics in the bathroom and stuff and accuses me all the time. So he's not stupid. And he thinks that I've quit seeing John's, but I still have seen, uh, there's still about five of them that I see that I like. I really care about these people. Even if I quit heroin, I think I would probably still want to see them because, you know, I've known them for years. And sure. Well, it's just, he, business is business. Well, there's no way I don't think that any prostitute that could see somebody for that long and not have some kind of feelings for them. How much do you charge? Uh, anywhere from thirty to a hundred bucks. Uh huh. How long? Well, um, if they want an hour, that's seventy bucks. So. Oh really? <laughs> right, using condoms and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you have a couple of minor things to tell your husband. <laughs> you're you're hooked on heroin and you're prostituting. Yeah, well, I don't know if I would want to tell him that. Actually, we didn't really get married because we, we were in love. He's from Japan. You want to stay in the country. Yeah, and, well, he I always told him, well, if you can't get your visa, then we'll just get married. And then when it came time his visa was up, he didn't even try and get a visa. He, we just, he just assumed we were getting married, and we, you know, kind All of pressured right. into it. Well, what, what can we help you with? Well, I want to know what kind of advice you could give me, what I should do, because, you know, I... I don't want to do heroin anymore. I like to kick it. First of all, how much methadone are you on now? Uh, 60 milligrams. It is exceedingly difficult to get off 60 milligrams a day of methadone. You're going to have to go on a 21-day detox protocol. Towards the end of that, once you get down below about 20 milligrams, you are going to get intense withdrawal. The methadone Mm. withdrawal syndrome can last up to eight weeks. It is like heroin withdrawal every day for up to eight weeks. Heroin withdrawal takes three days. Anybody out there on heroin, don't get on methadone. Heroin withdrawal takes three days, three miserable days, maybe five miserable days. And, and I've been in jail for to a month and have been sick half the time. That's methadone, though. No, that's heroin. That's yeah. why I was on methadone. Don't well. talk to Drew. He was hooked on smack uh, for five years <laughs> in the 70s. No, it's it's typically about a three- to five-day detox. You may feel lousy, yeah, you, well, but you, the detox, the actual yeah. detox is about five days. Yeah, the, you're, yeah, you don't right. feel right for six months. You're yeah. doing right. the methadone and the heroin, uh, which uh, yeah. b- basically all heroin addicts do. Really? Oh, yeah. So it's like eating a Weight Watchers meal and then going out to Shakey's for a buffet. It's, 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 it's like you eating the Weight Watchers to get between the Shakey's. Oh, okay. Okay, because you still you still chip the heroin on top, Ugh. and okay. uh, it, it's, every heroin addict I've ever treated does that, and yeah. it, you know. It, it's gonna. You're gonna have to get in 21 detox and one 21 day detox. And once you're down below about 20 milligrams, you're gonna have to go into a hospital and spend at least 28 days there. This this is a lifetime habit you've got. You've got multiple other issues going on here. It's gonna take a long time and a lot of very difficult work to unravel all this. 
Well, another okay. thing is, is I don't know, a lot of heroin addicts I've talked to, they don't like sex, and I don't, I don't really like it either. You know, I never have orgasms. I have orgasms occasionally if I masturbate, but I never have orgasms. All right, all right, Elisa, l- l- let me say something. Orgasms are way down on the bottom of your list at this point in terms of, of things priorities. you need to deal yeah. with. Not naturally started to call as a big loving Rockets fan. Now, now the guys are all leaning back with a puss on. Listen, Elisa, you're young, right? Yeah, 23. You're, you're, you're young, believe me. And time passes quickly. It really does. And change can happen rather quickly, even though it's difficult. I mean, you know, you could be 25 and you could be working a good job and you could, this could just be a bad dream. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Opiate addicts have marvelous recovery sometimes. Yeah. They really do. But here, here's a piece of data to file away. If you don't get meaningfully involved in recovery by the time you're 30 and you're a heroin addict, you will not live until 50. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a Hey, that's a statistical fact. Listen, I'm sorry. I see all these people in the methadone clinic, and they just, you know, they have no teeth. They're 40 years old. They look like right. they're dying. You don't want to be like they that. They will do you? die. You, 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 they will die. Okay. But the no, another thing is, is I like getting high, which is completely stupid. You know, because uh, a lot of times they don't even get off on I spend a hundred bucks. And right, Elisa. Don't even get off, and it's kind of stupid. It's just ridiculous the amount of money I spend. Elisa, get the, get listen. The, you need help. You called because you need help. All right, you know it. So it's time to do something about it. Get into a local facility. Get in fast. And we'll be back. Meanwhile, halfway across the city, in a small fish market in Chinatown. Excuse me, could I get some fish? In the meantime, Loveline will be right back. Indeed, we are back here at Love Line with the guys from Love and Rockets, Dr. Drew and myself, Adam Carolla. The phone number, 1-800-LOVE-191. The fax number, 310-854-4455. The name of Love and Rockets' new CD is Sweet F.A., and you can look for that one week from today. That would be Tuesday the 19th. We're going to play a little more from them a little later on. But for now, we're going back to the phones. Phil! Hello, lads. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Phil. How are we doing? Oh, I tell you. He's full of crap. This ain't a real limey accent. Yeah? From Stockport near Manchester. Yeah, that, that's, that's... All right, all right. It's authentic. Okay. You know it, lads. Now, come on, who knows better than yeah, I? Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, you know where we're at. So what's going on? Do they have a strange accent in that part of England? Or? Uh, it's, it it changes, thing, like, apparently. Ten miles down the road, you got a different accent. Like, we come from Northampton. If you go to Wellingborough, they've got a different accent. They huh. That's ten like, miles away. They say things like, oh, where? And if you, go, if you go to Birmingham, they sound all like this. Oh, like Beatles? Well, it's kind of. No, it's, it's a, a little bit like the Beatles. Little gold, well, well, 40 minutes away from Manchester. There you go. Phil? Yeah? Did you call to talk to your own? <laughs> Did you have a question? Yeah, these American women are really strange, aren't they? You know. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah. tan and luscious. Huh? Yes, they don't have the bad teeth and the pale skin and the scraggly hair. No, Steady not. on. No, they're very nice. <laughs> Steady like, on means I'm going to kick your ass in, uh, in the yeah. Queen's English. No, I've, I'm, I'm like, I came over here like uh, last summer studying. And, um, what are you studying? Economics. 
right? Right. No. Trying anyway. You no, have to a, in no, England because they yeah. take what ninety percent of your taxes. Yeah. Well, you no, better he's... be smart with the ten percent the Queen leaves you. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting Where you ring in from? Where, where you? Where in America are you? I'm in Western Wisconsin at the moment. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't run you right out of that town. Hey, <laughs> you with the funny accent. That's it. You know, they're very conservative and they don't like arguing. You know what I mean? We get drawn into many arguments, but it's All right. Midwest, you know. All right, you're having trouble with the American women. Well, not trouble as much as like what's perceived. All right. Been forward, and what's perceived as been rude. Well, I mean? we worked the fanny thing out. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we we don't even go into terminology like that because they're totally lost. You know what I mean? All right, but Phil, be honest. You were no Don Juan when you were in England, were you? I did. I was all right, you know. All right, you did all right. So, what do you want to know? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is what's perceived. So you get all the girls coming up to you like, "Oh, your accent's so cool," you know. Say something in English. Say, say something in English. Or you in the accent wise, and you just, you know, oh, that's so cool, you know. And so you get lots of attention, yeah. Yeah. But then, what's perceived has been forward, and what's perceived has been rude to take the next step, you know, to get hook up with all these chicks, you know what I mean? Right. Well, you're, the, talking, you're talking about chatting them up. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's very. Apart from so you want to, you know, just you know, far, you're talking you to the right geezer. <laughs> Danny's department. Daniel, go ahead. But go he's ahead. in a band, so he just he just rips his shirt off right there and doesn't even say anything. <laughs> no, yeah. that's not true. No, the the accent over here does just work wonders. It can work wonders. Yeah, it gets you a foot in the door. Put it that, that way. That's for sure. Well, yeah. Where does it get your hand? Yeah, but the the thing is, uh, well, what's your question anyway? It, Phil. What exactly is your question? The question is the step, the next step. How do well, we get this next step? Because I'm finding it pretty difficult. You know, you're talking get about getting many laid, introductions, then? but the next step has been very hard to find. You know what I mean? Well, you mean getting laid? Well, yeah, of course. Right. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it's like that. De- to a degree, that depends on the individual. Yeah, exactly. Then. Every woman's you know, different. It's like either, right. You know, you could, it's okay. You got a foot in the door because you're chatting them up because they like your accent, and then you just have to take it one step at a time from right. there, and then only you will know how far you can yeah. go if you've got any natural sus. So, you know, Daniel, one step at a time, Danny. One right. step at a time. Danny's pickup <laughs> line is "You three wait in the bus." <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no. So, like, Come on. you know, I've got you got all your American friends and that, you know, and then. Uh, and they'll they'll go they'll go off and they'll talk they'll talk all this stuff you know and they'll give them all this and that talking all this and that you know and it seems to work wonders but you hear some of the things that you say and and it just doesn't sound right coming out of an Englishman's mouth do you know what I mean? Like what? Oh, you know all the baby, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> Phil. What the sloppy stuff you're talking about? Yeah, you know, just all the. Well, you're saying you can't talk to them like that. Not like they baby or so. You what, just you, be yourself. You, you thinking that's what they? You thinking that's what they want to hear then? I hope not. Well, so what's the problem? Oh, that's saying it's what are they expect? You know, you're ba- you're ba- you Phil, you're one of the drummers from sa- Final Tap, yeah, aren't you? It sounds like he's chatting them up and they're interested, and then but at the end of the night, he's not getting his leg over. That's what you're talking right. about, isn't Phil. It? Are you vomiting on him? Because <laughs> you sound like you're loaded now. You, you're definitely you're washing your teeth and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah we're doing that. But we went to see Guar the other week in Minneapolis. That was fun. <laughs> Douse your body in canoe. Douse your body in canoe and wash all your teeth. Have another pint and cheers. 
Oh, and, and also another great one for pulling is humour. Yeah. Must have, you know, get them laughing, then yeah, you're I, in. I got a feeling... That's you, when you take your trousers off. Mm. When you sound like... <laughs> that's it. You know, get them laughing. Just take yeah. your underpants off and they'll start laughing. They'll get these stomach cramps and everything, and then you're, you're in. Or actually, you're out. If they start laughing at that stage, you're definitely out. All right. Now, we're done with the surly, foul-mouthed Phil. And we're going to we're going on to better, be, bigger and better things. Namely, Love and Rockets' new CD, F.A. and the song Pearl. Just sitting here and reminiscing about this C word with the lads from Love and Rockets. <laughs> uh, who, by the Coca-Cola. way, starting their uh, tour the uh, 17th of March. I guess that is, uh, what, this Sunday? They'll be in Palo Alto, California. They're going to Portland the uh, 19th. They're going to be in San Francisco, 22nd, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Arizona. And then in April, they're Washington, D.C. I'm only reading the markets uh, we're in, by the way. Uh, Chicago, Denver, and uh, rounding it out the uh, 15th of uh, April, they're going to be in uh, Pomona, California. So look for them when they come to your town, and we'll be back. Loveline will be right back. And if you're not here, we'll hunt you down and shoot you in the head. Just kidding. say we, we try. We right, try the right, call. Right, right, right. I, I know it's going to be a certain death, but here we what's, go. What's this call? Darren, this is the uh, two openings. Darren? Hey, man. Real fast. You're on Loveline. Okay, Dr. Drew, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, it seems like uh, in the crack of my butt, I have like an extra hole. Like, not like a big hole or anything, but just like size of an eraser. And it like... Where, where is it? It's like inch, inch and a half above... Not, not the kind of race your teacher tells you to go outside and bang no. out, right? No, no, no. No, okay. You know, so it's not it's not down between your legs. No, okay. it's not between Scrotenburg and Anusville. No, it's up like at the top of the above crack. Anusville. Oh, yeah. above South Anusville. Yeah, North Anusville. Okay, that'd be in uh, Crack County. Right. All right. I'm still moving to Boobville after the show, by the way. <laughs> that, Darren, is probably something called Daniel's a... If, if they'll have you. <laughs> That's it. We're going together. Darren, something called yeah. a pilonidal cyst. Okay. Uh, it's a sinus tract. It goes in. It sort of eats into your the, the soft tissue there. It needs to be taken out. They can get infected. They can be a real mess. It could also be a fistula tract from the rectum, but the, the location you're describing to me, at least, sounds more like a pilonidal cyst. It gets inflamed once in a while, right? It hurts a little bit. Oh, yeah. Drain, drain some clear fluid or pus out of it. Clear fluid, blood, yeah, pus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it taken out, okay? Because it's not going to get better by itself. They, they can be quite extensive sometimes. Okay. All right, good luck. Thank you. Aren't you glad you took that? Yes, I feel better. I'm ready to eat. Pilonidal means nest of hair, if you really want to get into it. Pilonidal? It's probably, yeah. 
Because they usually there's debris in them usually. Yeah, I got a whole, I got like furniture and stuff in that area of my body. I mean, I really pick up stuff. I got like an ottoman hanging off my ass at this point. Uh, I want to thank the lads from Love and Rockets because right, when's the takeout arriving? They were great sports. I want everybody to go buy their CD, Sweet FA, which is out in a week. That would be the 19th. That would be Tuesday. They're going to be on tour. They're back. They haven't been on tour since '89. They're back. They're going to be all over. 1889. Uh, all over. The all place. over. North America, so go over you. find them. Drew and I will be back all over this show tomorrow night. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it, then. You have been listening to Love Line. The opinions expressed on Love Line by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Me. Happy, 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 happy. I'm happy. Love Line's producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to another installment of the Superfan Synopsis. This one's for episode 118 Classic Love Line. Originally aired March 12th, 1996. Tuesday night show. The guests are Love and Rockets, Daniel Ash, Kevin Haskins, and David J. Now, this is an interesting episode. We, uh, we The fans recovered a copy of this about three years ago. It was randomly posted on a website, uh, a fan webpage for Love and Rockets, which goes to show there may be a lot of mysterious recordings out there floating around people haven't necessarily put online. This is a much superior sounding version of the show, and it's actually complete. So this is the definitive version of the show to hear, finally, in all its glory. This is the origin of Boobville. It's the first time Adam mentions the place. He doesn't seem to uh, get into the Plenty One Montana portion or his plans for a compound and starting a new society, uh, but he does seem to make it up on the fly. He cites it as the quickest he's ever gone from liking an idea to completely hating it and being embarrassed by it. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see how, how many more times it comes up before he wants to downplay it and not discuss it anymore. Uh, the songs played on this episode originally were Sweet Love Hangover and Pearl off their uh, album F.A. Adam and Drew opened the show without the band in studio, as of course was common for these early 96 shows we're finding out. And Drew made note about uh, how Adam was supposed to cut him off more. Maybe the producers were getting involved and trying to muck things up uh, this early on in their run. They joke around about that a little bit. Uh, the first caller of the night actually suggests a uh, best of tape. <laughs> That would happen a few times throughout the history of the show with a, a mixed bag of different answers, but essentially all of them leading to the fact we would never have a classic Loveline podcast, and now we have a classic Loveline podcast. So uh, congratulations, everybody. Uh, Drew challenges Adam to some geography, and Adam mocks his, poor, his own poor education. They get a call from Chicago, welcoming them to their newest market. One of the band members broke down on the way there and has a thank you for his AAA guy. Adam mocks his Volkswagen thing. Out of all the UK bands, these guys are far less jerky than past guests and some future ones as well. They never really get brought up, but uh, it's kind of an easy, breezy show. Come on. Uh, as you heard, they discussed a house fire. Adam uh, discussed American politics and the changing parliament system in England. Some Benny Hill discussion. Princess Diana uh, before her death, discussing the controversy surrounding her affairs. As you heard, one of the band members dropped a C-bomb, which was uh, rightfully bleeped out, along with a bunch of their show content. As uh, Enger Mike progress, his uh, drops of uh, swears and FCC objectionable content would get quicker and quicker, with less and less show missing besides the actual offensive word. Anderson would eventually perfect this, able, even though with the limitations of only having 7 to 15 seconds, he could remove multiple swears without cutting any of their show content. He might be the best I've ever heard in the business. That's not a coming up till 99. 
All in all, great guests, great show. Uh, this is the stuff we've been waiting for. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Modern Day Loveline with Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood. They'd love to take your call. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is and was advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of Life Fair Podcasts. We have an app available as well for Android and iOS devices. Get it on and mahalo.